To see examples of what we talked about on this episode, along with further information, go to bunchofdorks.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Two Dimension Podcast. The comic book podcast with no direction. What's up, everybody? You know that song. You know this voice. That's right. It's your boy, Rook. Standing with, sitting with me as always, is the man behind the curtain, the wizard himself. Everybody say hello to Don Moore. Hello, everybody. All right. Joining us today is something that got submitted that we were asked to talk about, but when we looked at it, we were like, we've got to actually talk to the creator, to the man behind it. Everybody, please welcome Drew Gold. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on the show. I, I really appreciate it. It's good to be here. Oh, man, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you you sent us in your piece, uh, your your strip, and it's ongoing. It's awesome. Motivational house cat. Cheers. Uh, thank you. Man, uh, so this is prof- this is Professor Meow Meow and the Angry Bee yes. in Motivational House Cat. Uh, I got to tell you, I got such a kick out of reading this. It's snarky. It's, uh, you know, it's, you got, you got, like, some real great jokes in here. The the art is just I love it. I love the design of your characters. Where did this all come from? Where did, where who, who is who is the motivational house cat? Okay, it's um well, be, prior to starting motivational house cat, I was uh doing uh conventions, uh society of illustrator shows under the name Fuzzy Poet. <laughs> that that name still exists, uh, you know, for web shops and stuff like that. But um, I it originally starred my dog, and it was a very surreal strip, um, and I, I felt it was too derivative of my influences, particularly uh, Crazy Cat. Yeah. So, so, so what, what ended up happening was, unfortunately, the, uh, inspiration for, for the fuzzy poet dog. It was a, like a sweet little dog. Um, and I, and I did one children's book with, with, uh, with that character, uh, that, that turned out really well. It was selling well on Amazon, got good reviews. Um, but I decided that a change needed to happen, especially since the dog had passed. Long story short, we adopted a cat. And we're playing with this kitten, and my wife had said, oh, look at her. She's so motivational. And I was like, she really is. And I'm like, motivational. It's a house cat, motivational house cat. I said, okay, maybe I could work with that. So I started drawing these um, these one-shot, one-panel strips. Um, and originally what I was going to do is not take it too seriously and turn it into a goof um, using recycling the same pose just with different – different uh, verbiage, different themes, different uh, inspirational quotes, things like that. Now, the more I got into the strip, the more I realized that the art was not up to my standards because I wasn't taking it as seriously as I thought I should. So that, so if you look at the first strip versus, let's say, something that I put out last week, you're going to notice a completely uh, blown up uh, uh you know, way of working with these characters, different, different, more, uh, different line work, different quality of work, stuff that I would be more inclined to naturally do for my illustrations and things like that, but just translated into a, into a comic format. I also realized, I also realized that the writing needed to get better and everything just needed to be brought up a couple of levels. And that's what I worked hard to do. I'd say for me, the strips really start not at 2017 or 2018, but maybe the tail end of 2018. Starting with 2019, I started to get really comfortable with the characters. And then, obviously, all that time we had through COVID, I spent just developing and developing and doing doing the strips, obviously. The more you do it, right. the better, it's either going to stay bad or, or get better. And in my yeah. case, it kind of got a little better. Um, yeah. Looking at that, I I didn't take it that way. I saw the beginning strips. Anytime you look at old newspaper strips or even old comics when guys are starting out, 
they look rough. If you're used to reading the later work, uh, you know, it's, they always develop and get better, and that's just kind of how I took it. I didn't realize that you'd done the, the fuzzy poet. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, 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 it had a it had a uh, a pre life before the strip, but I, I, I like that I like that train of thought because I was looking at old peanut strips the other day. Yeah. To your point, obviously they look <clears throat> radically different from what we're used to seeing. Today, yeah. Schultz didn't want the first two years of that strip put out ever again. Uh, and that's my favorite stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it is. They they have a, a really quirky. He had a really quirky style. Yeah. The characters weren't as refined, and and I, he was still seemed to be finding his path as a as an artist. And and it really he he he. I mean, it still looked great. I mean, he was still a master, I even love though it. he was just starting that out. You know, yeah, uh, it's impressive stuff. A lot of people tend to uh, dismiss it because it's like. Uh, Maybe they they think it's not as deep and heavy as they want a comic strip to be, but I think I think it it served the purpose that 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 Charles Schultz wanted it to, and that is provide you know food for thought and and entertainment, and it, with some I mean his his characters are great, uh, you know Woods, Woodstock is like my favorite. Yeah, most people snooping <laughs> now, Woodstock. You mentioned Crazy Cat, so <clears throat> so. Uh, the George Harriman uh, stuff, uh, Crazy Cat, uh, for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, now that you say that, I can see that I can see that influence there. I grew up with it. My dad was a was a hippie uh, from New York who used to bring home all these underground comics. So while everyone was watching Disney. Uh, growing up, I was watching Ralph Bakshi films, yeah. uh, kind of inappropriate for for a seven eight year old. But these were my influences: were Ralph Bakshi, Peanuts, George Harriman, um, and the fabulous Furry Freak Brothers, yeah. Felix the Cat. Uh, all of these old uh, old like you know either either you know alternative comics or just old school comics like Gasoline Alley and and yes. uh, you know Gertie the Dinosaur and and uh, Gulliver's Travels by Fleischer Cartoons. Um, uh, I think they also had a movie called Mister Hoppity Bug Goes to Town. Yes, Hoppity yeah. Goes to Town. So yeah. Those are the things that I grew up with um, and affected me now obviously when i went to college that's when i was introduced to crumb um mm. and and while i love crumb i don't consider him an early influence because he was never around my my home as a kid but i, I have a lot of people writing in saying oh i love the crumb work and i actually did a crumb uh, homage with um it's a beautiful watercolor piece with uh, you know the famous cover uh, of, of Fritz the Cat with his hand down yeah. down a, a lady cat's shirt, yeah. and they're on a couch yes. together. So I changed the lady cat to to uh, to the house cat um, because I figured a cat has nine lives. So in her past life, she was hanging out with Fritz uh, <laughs> before the bee, before the bee showed up. You know. Uh, yeah, and and so all all of these things really really sort of you know just sort of got thrown into the pot and, right. and, and house cats just what comes out i mean i love pen and ink so I, I i think that anybody who loves to work in pen and ink the crumb comparisons if you're doing cross hatching they're immediately uh, people will immediately defer to crumb as the master and, and i do too i mean he's wonderful along with Harriman and you know uh just wonderful work uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I, I definitely see the crumb influence. So that's that that that's there. I, I, that's what I originally thought. And when you when you mentioned Crazy Cat, I was like, oh wait a minute. Now, I, yeah, I can totally yeah. see that. All right. Yeah, I, it's 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 definitely Crazy Cat was definitely the first influence on on my on my ink style on my on my drawing style. Not so much panel work because Harriman did some yeah. like. I mean, right. wild panel work, uh, stuff that you could study for the next, you know, 30, and people have 30, 40 years, and they, they're still talking about what a what a stroke of genius this guy was. Absolutely. Yeah. I never thought and, of the Robert Crumb part, um, I mean, except for underground comics. What I was thinking, and you never mentioned it, was Popeye, you know, by Elsie Seeger. <laughs> Popeye was a huge yeah. influence, but that's when he, I and I say that Robert Crumb was influenced by Elsie Seeger as well. So I yeah. kind of see that in it. And We're when drawn you mentioned, from the same well, right? Basically. Well, and Elsie Seeger was a huge fan 
of George Harriman. <laughs> so it came out. But that's the thing I, I was wanting to talk about was when it, when he sent the uh, introduction, he was saying an underground comic. And before even seeing the strip, the first thing I thought was I see a lot of people trying to do something to style, like an old comic strip, an animation piece, or... In the 70s and 80s, a lot of mainstream cartoonists were trying to draw homages to Will Eisner's The Spirit. Yeah. And every time they do that, they you know, The Spirit never had a regular logo in the newspaper strip. It was always made out of, you know, billboards, fence posts, smoke, you know, uh, anything, yeah. railroad ties. And, um... It always looked natural, but when mainstream cartoonists would do it, it looked so labored and awkward yeah. and uncomfortable. And um, so I was thinking, okay, somebody's me copying in Gilbert Shelton, you know, Robert Crumb or something. So you can imagine my shock when <laughs> you. It did look like motivational posters. It also made me think of old bubblegum rappers, had they been um, drawn well. Like Bazooka Joe, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, but five cents, two cents, <laughs> get yourself a free comic and a, and a and a piece of gum that'll last maybe thirty seconds with regard to flavor. Oh, they, but, they were pennies from heaven, dude. They were oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. But um, but when I saw this, it's your own style. I see the influence you had in it, but it was all your own, and um, but it, it did it did have a a 1930s feel to it and um but that's what i was curious about was how you did it so you said pen and ink you're drawing these conventionally i i so i trained as an illustrator i went to um i, I transferred to school of visual arts in the city from okay. uh, from a previous college uh, because I was taking art classes there anyway, and I was like, well, let, let my, uh, it's better if I get into an illustration program. Yeah. Uh, SVA had a cartooning slash illustration program. Um, I was so happy to find that out because it allowed me to work on my technique uh, around other artists um, and absorb you know, their influences as well. But but yeah, I, I uh, it's it's funny. I get I get um, I don't get too many crazy cat references from the younger generation, obviously. But from people people my age uh, and 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 older, they 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 get it. Um, it's really nice to know, Don, that you don't think it is. Um, I guess, for lack of a better word, derivative yeah. of that style. It's it's influence, but it's not a direct copy, obviously. Um, and, and I'm happy to hear that because, you know, that's that's the last thing I would want to do is do something disin, disingenuine and, and just, you know, put something out there just to try and, and you know, basically just, you know, I don't I don't want to fool anybody. It has to be a natural extension of myself, you right. know, and at this point it is. So I'm happy about that. And, and I definitely think it is. It's it, you can see those influences if you know them. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I see I see the influences. I see the respect to the influences. Yeah. But this is definitely yours. It's it, it, it's wonderful. It's uh, I, I get I've been getting such a kick out of it, really. Uh, following it on Instagram. Half year. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, and, and some of the some of the snark behind the, the commentary and the writing. That's a question I want to know: Is where where are you getting all the the uh, the jokes, the comments from? Are, are, are you struggling with any part of this, or is this all natural flow for you? This is pretty much all a natural flow for me. I mean, uh, I, I don't live my life in a vacuum. Obviously, as a cartoonist, as a, as any creative, you need to not work in a vacuum and and have have access to things that inspire you uh you know whether it be a meme whether it be another comic strip it could be music it could be art it could be could be really anything that that sparks your creativity um where does most of it come from okay uh i'd have to say that the angry bee let's start let's start with with the bee uh the bee is like more a combination of uh, growing up in a crazy household with a crazy dad, uh, who was, you know, partying too, way too much as a hippie. Uh, and so a lot of the bees erratic behavior are drawn from 
you know, experiences that I had as a young kid with my dad watching, watching him and his experiences with women and, and, and drugs and alcohol. I mean, it is an underground strip, so I, I assume it's okay to talk about that kind of no, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you know, and, and he's also based on, uh, on, on my ex-wife. I won't say which ex-wife, but, but <laughs> I, I can definitely tell you that, that the B has a, that snarkiness, uh, a, a lot of a lot of it's from me, but a lot of it is from people I've I've had the pleasure to know really well uh, over the years. Um, the cat, uh, Professor Meow Meow, who is sleeping right to my side here, um, she came about obviously because we adopted the kitten, but um, she is like this cat that spans time so i can do a strip with them in the 20s i can do a strip with them in the 50s i can you know ha- have have the bee answer the door in a in a dress with the martini or whatever you know i mean it's just it's totally gonzo uh which which is which frees me up to really just do whatever whatever i want stream of consciousness you know um but i i do it's 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 a labor of love and I do put a lot of time into it. I mean, I, I, I have days where I do nothing but write. I have days where I do nothing but draw. And then of course, everything gets, gets put together, um, in, in, in my machine. I mean, the watercolor backgrounds, a lot of them are watercolors that I did myself, uh, and scanned in to have backgrounds. Uh, A couple of, maybe a couple of early pieces were, were watercolor or ink washes that I had, either had lying around or that I found on the web just as to experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know how to, how to paint. I know how to draw, uh, oils, pastels, uh, watercolor, charcoal. Nice. So really it, that's a big help to me. That's a huge help to me because when I put, put the strip together, I, I, I go into like Ralph Bakshi mode. Uh, where where I have the backgrounds could be realistic. They could be just you know psychedelic uh, backgrounds of the of a cityscape or the apartment. And then of course you know thinking in terms of background, uh, foreground, middle ground, and background. Well, the ink that the ink drawings that I do that I color in, obviously they they pop out. And then of course you know you have your nice backgrounds and everything like that happening. So it's 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 interesting how it gets put together. I don't I don't uh, it's more collage type work towards the end. Um, so I don't unfortunately have you know twelve by nineteen sheets of of paper that I've that I've yeah yeah the, the, like the per panel you're you're you're. Taking pieces that you draw together, and what are you uh, assembling in like Photoshop or something? It'll be Illustrator. Ah, Illustrator, Uh, which allows me, which has allowed me, thankfully, to create my own typeface using my own handwriting. So that that literally is my own handwriting there. Right. Really? Yeah. Oh man, your handwriting's a lot. So there's (laughs) uh, there's an artist named Voltaire who uh, did something similar with his uh, his comic book Chichon. Problem is, is that that handwriting is so freaking difficult to read. So if that if that's a handwriting based font that you're using, it is very nice handwriting. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you. It it took couple it took a couple of tries to get the tracking and kerning right, but um, but I think right now it's 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 pretty much yeah. where it needs to be for me to put the strip together with minimal corrections to spacing and things like that. Yeah. But that's yeah. what I love about the digital age. You have all right. this opportunity to really uh, fine tune whatever it is that you're creating. Yeah. I had this whole process backwards. Here's what I thought. I thought you were drawing this conventionally, and I thought you were lettering it conventionally, and I thought you were scanning it in, and I thought you were coloring it through Photoshop. So I, well, I'm completely wrong. <laughs> Well, the the I do draw the characters either on paper with Sharpie, yeah, because I'm a big Sharpie marker fan. Uh, uh, Sharpie, if you're listening, uh, good job on your markers. Uh, <laughs> like the fine tip, uh, can't live without. Um, but um, yeah, I'll draw the characters in black and white first, and then it, it's kind of like again collage work. I'll I'll look at the script that I've written, and I'll I'll have all of these characters that I've created, and I'll say. 
what pose will be good for this panel? What, what, what style do I need to draw anything else? And, and, and I do, I think of it like, um, okay, that's not a good reaction. I need to redraw the cat's reaction or I need to redraw the bees, uh, pose. Um, but, but you're right. Sometimes I'll scan it in. Sometimes I'll do it in procreate and just, uh, airdrop it to my computer and then vectorize it, size it, color it in, place it in front of the background, get everything, you know, the way that I like to. And, you know, if I have to bring it into Photoshop to create a little halo effect to pop the characters out, things like that, that's all easily done. And that's that's why I stopped working conventionally. I found myself having way too many pieces of scrap paper littering yeah. my floor. My, you know, every desk area was covered in in paint and ink and, and, and you know, I couldn't clean it up and, and, you know, the cat was having like ink and, and paint all over her paws and I was like, okay, I have to find a better way to work here. A cleaner way to work. But that's interesting that you that you thought it was all just drawn drawn as is and then scanned in. I mean, I can do that, right. but I find that that the flexibility that that the programs afford me now really allow me to just really go in there and and tweak things and and fine tune things the way that you know and put out a a final uh, strip that I'm you know super proud of. It makes sense. So now you release on Instagram three times a week. I release three strips a week, um, along with two days a week. So, so the strips are put out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Usually, I try and post by nine o'clock uh, for the rush hour crowd, but so that by the time they get to work, they've got something that they can read while they're eating or drinking their coffee and right. things like that. Um, and I find that time slot has been pretty good. Uh, I've noticed that the amount of followers has has uh, you know I've had, the strip has gained in popularity. I'm working on about 7,400 followers on on Instagram, and if you factor in like you know Deviant Art uh, viewership and and Facebook viewership, that that probably brings it up closer to to maybe 10 or 11,000 people or so who have access 12 who have access to the strip. Of course, not everybody comments, not everybody shares, not everybody leaves, um, you know, a like or anything. But but I know that they're watching, and that's that's pretty cool. I'm I'm here to entertain, you know. I'm I'm here to make sure that people have something that uh, is not not to say there is there aren't other quality strips out there. I mean, if you look through Instagram, uh, there are people that I I love. Uh, if I if I may, there's go ahead, a, there's, go ahead. there's a whole underground movement happening in happening in quebec um and it's it's amazing to see these underground artists these these gonzo indie artists one of them who i really really love i'm super passionate about his work is a is a gentleman named chuton uh c-h-u-t-o-n if you ever get to see his strip um, he's, he does some autobiographical strips where he draws himself as a human. He's also got, um, a couple of other characters. Uh, one is uncle, uh, one is an uncle and then there's Rory. Uh, and they're both just, you know, they're drinking, they're hanging out in the living room. Everything is dilapidated. There's garbage all over the place there. It, it's really funny. Uh, it's really funny. Um, so he's, he's one of the people who make Instagram a great platform for people like me. Cause you know, when you, when you get in touch with like-minded people, uh, you know, you, you tend to feel like, okay, I have a home here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the coolest things about the internet, uh, is that, well, the, the neat side of social media is that, you know, people with like-minded people can find that you can find your people, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's awesome that uh, that there's that you, you're able to find others and and you know give them some light too so people can check that out. Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna find that and we're gonna put that on the side blog for everybody to check out as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. So now uh, it's available in a book as well. There are two best of volumes that okay. are that are available on Amazon.com. Uh, glossy covers, full color. Uh, where 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 appropriate, there may be a few black and white strips or gray tone strips uh, um, mixed in there. But what I did was also included sketches on the bottom of every strip. So there's um, there's ink work and there's um, there's color work and and 
the first book I think is 53 pages. Volume two with the green cover has about 69 or 70 pages. I'm in the middle of putting together volume three, which is going to be the COVID years. Uh, so, all, so all the strips, all the zany, crazy strips that you've probably uh, been vibing with, all yeah. of that will be available in, in one volume. It'll probably be uh, at least 100 pages, uh, you know, 136 pages. Um, I'm also trying to find ways to um, to make things more accessible for uh, for my viewers by affor- by putting out affordable like 99 cent strip or a dollar comic books. You know, with uh, with just think of it like a sketchbook. Uh, there was a Vaughn Bode uh, or Bode sketchbook that came out years ago that had his drawings on line paper, yeah. which I thought was brilliant because um, I always loved his color work, um, and I got to see these characters blue lined, inked, and also colored in as well. And it was just amazing for me to see that man's process. Uh, very interesting stuff. So I think the new book will will incorporate more sketchbook stuff as well, and and it might even be turn out to be a two two hundred page uh, volume. Uh, you never know. But I do want to explore printing uh, uh, not maybe a monthly, but a quarterly book, maybe ninety nine cents. You know, put that out and make things more again more accessible for my for my viewers. You know, they nice. they deserve. You know, people people not not everybody can afford. Uh, a ten or twelve dollar book uh, these days, so I think you know by by creating something that still has that quality, still has the characters, still has the zaniness, but at a really good affordable price, um, I think that's fair. Nice, nice. Yeah, Great. so I'm gonna look out for that because um, obviously it, it it does mean time away from the strip to put these together. So I'll probably have like. I can do things pretty quickly uh, due to my 30 years graphic design and, and art director experience. Mm-hmm. So each strip, um, if just if you're curious, each strip takes about when all said and done, when everything's in, in Illustrator, it takes about maybe an hour and a half to two and a half hours to put together. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I can do several a day. Nice. Uh, which is nice. which is nice. So my workflow is there. You know, I've streamlined my process. And, um, and, and that's a good thing because the last thing I want to do is it, it's supposed to be fun for everybody, including myself. You know, if I'm putting, yep. putting something together, I want an easier time of it than a harder time. Um, but it, it does get edited. It's, it's still, you know, there, there's a lot since I'm a one man show. Um, there are a lot of things that I have to take into consideration at all points in time, at, at, at every step of this, of, of the uh, creation process. Yeah. Uh, and and you just mentioned something that I that I, I want to say. You mentioned thirty years of graphic design and art director experience. Yes. For someone who is an art director, you look remarkably well adjusted yeah. and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you. I can assure you what's going on under the hood is not pretty. Hence the name. Hence the name. Uh, you know. Hence the angry bee. Right. I mean. Um, yeah. Uh, well, like most art directors I've ever met in my life. You know, they're just, they're this kind of this like. Like real, like curmudgeonly, like hey, screw you. Okay, just get it done. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, contrary to popular belief, and I do hope that some of the people who I'm perhaps you know are uh, work with in the past are listening. Uh, I was really fortunate to uh, be surrounded by amazing artists. Um, I did a ten year stint at, at Sears uh, in their graphic design office. And working alongside these people, um, I'm sure they weren't happy, you know, because they didn't need an art director. Let's put it that way. So I'm sure they weren't happy having someone over them. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my opinion, they were so talented. They didn't need anybody over them. I trusted them to do their work because they were amazing artists. Um, So my stress level once I got to Sears went straight down in a lot of regards because I trusted these wonderful artists to do their thing. And they did it and they did it all day long. I mean, they were they were amazing. So that that, you know, I had a had a ringside seat to to other people's approach. And that that, of course, you adopt the best practices from where you can. Uh, So it made me a better artist. And, uh, you know, obviously it didn't end well with Sears. Uh, They shut down that office. They, you know, uh, but but for that 10 years that we were all together, we had our highs and lows, but I'd like to think we had more highs than lows. Right. You know, I, I certainly learned a lot from them. I, 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 
don't know what they're doing nowadays. And but um, you know, we've all sort of moved on. But uh, none of them are doing comics. <laughs> I, I uh, one of one of them who I'm uh, one one person uh, Donnie has a um, has a uh, drink and paint sessions that he uh, pop up paint sessions that he he puts up in in New York, which I which I think is fan- fabulous. He uh, a lot of our old coworkers show up, and it's good to see them getting their drink on and and uh, and having fun painting as well. So, uh, but, but yeah, you know, with regard to the art director experience, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't sit here all stressed out biting my nails every time I have to do a strip or anything like that, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the days of stress art di- as an art director and yeah, I, woof. <sighs> makes it, me glad that I don't do it anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm not saying I would go back to those days. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm happy with my own deadlines, doing artwork for myself and for people who are like-minded and, and even not like-minded. I get a lot of people saying, you know, this really isn't my cup of tea, but man, this is well-drawn. Great yeah. characters, great <laughs> styles. Keep up keep up the work, you know, keep up yeah. the good work. And I'm like, hey, thanks, you know, because I, I try and get back to everybody. Um if I see that someone comments on Instagram or Facebook or any platform, I will take the time to to get back to them and thank them for their share, their like, their comment. Um, you know, I want to be involved in other people's uh, or I'm curious as to what they think about the strip, because if you, if you read the strip, a lot of them are kind of open to most of them, I think, are open to interpretation by the viewer. Yeah. Yes. And I like that. I think I think that everybody should walk away with their own perspective or their own take on on what they just you know vibe with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so you've got you got you've got all kinds of stuff. I mean, you've got a threadless store where people can pick up uh, all kinds of neat stuff. I just put up a uh, I just put up a limited edition summer tea as well with the Angry Bee. And he's he's got a newsboy cap on. He's chomping on a cigar and he's walking like he's the boss, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that so uh, if you're interested, uh, that's up on the side as well as you know motivational house cat posters and things. Threadless is a great site for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Threadless is Threadless. You can find some really cool stuff. Uh, I I I just get a kick out of like just the overall vibe of the whole thing and so much it's you just you created something really fun and uh i just i can't say it enough people you got to go online find this stuff uh we'll have all the links on the blog for you to check out (laughs) do you ever do you ever start working on uh, a strip and just kind of stop and just go, wait a minute, I got to totally redo this. I'm going a little too far with all some the, of this. All, all, all the time. Yeah. Uh, there is a, there, there are certain subject matters that I won't touch, uh, just because they're, they're, uh, you know, I try not to get into politics. Right. That's not my, that's not my bag. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not Doonesbury. You know, right. there are other people who can do that type of work far better than I can. What I'm, mostly uh uh concerned with is how absurd this strip is mm, you okay. know i want i want people to walk away with what the heck is wow that okay i get it but man that's that's offbeat that's that's yeah. you know and and if i can you know because i don't want to do dandy i don't want to do you know uh garfield uh, although uh in in one of my uh press releases i did give a quote from Garfield that says it's possum. Uh, you know, so, uh, so I play around with like, you know, famous people, uh, giving quotes. Uh, the more I do the strip, the more I don't need to do that. Uh, I have people, uh, viewers, thankfully, uh, please keep it coming because it's, it's amazing to hear this feedback. But I had one gentleman on Facebook say, these are Fantastic! They're like evocative of the best of the '70s strips. These yeah. these strips look like they were done 50 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, yeah. To me, that's a great that's a great compliment to me because that's you know considering all the psychedelic posters that were out, all these artists like Rick Griffin and yeah. and you know all these cats who did it old school, you know who did it all by hand. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, instead, and, and, and they, they had a collage technique, but there weren't computers back then. But if there were, I, I, if I'm a betting man, I'm, I'm pretty sure they would take advantage of that technology. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. the thing to me is I love creating digital or have no problem creating digital work so long as it doesn't look like it was made on a computer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, and it doesn't. I mean, you've got – there was – what was it? I think it was uh, Friday Strip. Yeah, with the lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> Friday Strip. Like you could, you could see like the, the, the beer in the in there and I'm like, wait a minute, that's that's very much like a digital piece there. Oh yeah. Uh, so oh, you've yeah. got you've got a little bit you got a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. but it's overall you can you can tell that this is drawn. This is hand drawn. I mean and <laughs> Oh, the special delivery too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's the Bakshi influence in me. He uh, again, he he was a master at mixing uh, live action or or photo. They would go around. Uh, he and his buddy, uh, uh, I, I I think it's Johnny Turek was his name. Um, who he was the main watercolor uh, background guy on Fritz, I believe. And they would go around the city shooting uh, all of these locations and then incorporating them into like you know. Um, Heavy, heavy traffic and, and um, other, you know, American pop certainly had that 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 style as well. Um, but but so I'll I'll every once in a while I'll throw in a real beer. I think beer yeah. should look like beer. You know, beer yeah. should look you know cross hatched. It should look like a nice nice you know either you know dark beer or good amber color, right? You know, got to be in a proper pint glass poured properly, and the bee the bee. Yeah. You know the bee has high standards, right? right. Uh, when it comes to alcohol and pop. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say when it comes to probably like alcohol and cigars, pro- yeah. I could see that. <laughs> and, and pollen. Uh, you know, uh, I, I have a. I read that bumblebees get so tired flying around that they actually fall asleep ass up in flowers. And yeah. so, so, so I have. Uh, I, 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 it's something I've been milking. I've been working on it. It's come. It's been going so slowly. But I, I have this wonderful illustration of a bumblebee's butt inside a flower. It's it's rendered in pen and ink. I haven't colored it in yet. I'm still working on the cross hatching, but it's the bee falling asleep from you know yeah. too much pollen. Yeah, <laughs> pollen drunk. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's something I actually see um, once in a while doing oh, what I do cool. working outside. So nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really quite funny because you'll. You'll see all these bees pollinating, and then you'll look and you'll be like, "There's just this one that just like it's just buried in there, huh. not moving, not flying. Is it is it dead? Is it's, it you, you? You kind of poke, poke at the plant, like, okay, come on." <laughs> so, uh, one thing yeah. when you're talking about the tools and about they probably would have used computers, they had it. You're familiar with Spain Rodriguez, the underground cartoonist. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely. um he was a sign painter. Wow. And um, that that makes that makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, uh, a lot of my favorite comic cover work, especially with lettering, it reminds me of sign painting. But he was a sign painter, and uh, he was on a podcast. I think it was ninety nine percent invisible. Uh, don't come jump jump on me if it wasn't. Okay. But he went back to doing hand painted signs, and he was telling a story which makes perfect sense. But I never knew this. In the 70s, when vinyl lettering started coming out, a lot of sign painters were like, oh, they're poo-pooing on it, like that's just, which it's not the same. And um, they said they never do it, but, you know, he said, you're tired, you know, you got several jobs in a row you can't keep up with, okay, I'm going to do it this time. I'm just going to do this time. And next thing you know, hand-painted sign work disappeared. It's all vinyl lettering now. And, you know, before he passed away... That was all he was doing was hand painted signs. So yeah, if there was computers, they absolutely would have jumped on them and used them. They might have complained about them, but they would have been using them. Um, if I if I didn't have a job to go to, to your point, Don, if I didn't have a job to go to, and if I weren't raising you know a twelve year old kid and and you know all the, all the other right. life things that get in the way, if I had the ability to do this strictly by hand. Obviously, I would not be making. Uh, it would probably be a once a week strip as opposed to three days a week. Right. 
Um, you know, and, and, and at this point in time, you know, I, I would only save the type of, um, well, I do, I do commission work and I'm sure you've seen a couple of those drawings, uh, on the craft paper with the paint pens on, uh, on Instagram. And, um, so I, I keep my illustration skills up. I can draw the bee. I can draw the house cat without, you know, looking at, you know, really anything except what's going on in my own head, you know, and it's, and it's a, it's a good feeling. Um, you know, the cleanup process is not always the best after that, but, but it's important to me to keep some sort of steady schedule. Um, you know, and, and, and obviously if I did, if I did the illustrator work, uh, illustration work, if it was done solely by hand, um, you know, maybe I would be doing a monthly comic book. Maybe I would be doing something else, but I like, I like the single and double and triple strip uh, panel formats. Um, just a cartoonist at heart, you know. Absolutely. When you're talking about cleanup, I I love finished work. But my favorite, and this is why I love Facebook, was you get to see a lot of cartoonists you love, and you get to see their roughs and their sketches. Yeah. Um, there is nothing more vibrant and lively than seeing the, the first few drawings. Um we made a joke about the beginning of this episode because we had a problem. We had to start over, so take two. And um, <laughs> But, you know, Elvis Presley, they say that he would do something like 27, 33 takes. Yeah. And his musicians said it didn't matter what the song was. He always either took the first or second take. <laughs> sure. There Even you though go. they did so many. But I, sure. like, I like to see the rough... Um, the rough sketches when you talk about cleanup that's when you get to see original artwork that was a thrill when you could see the erased pencil lines and blue lines i agree which so. is why i love doing the commission work because it brings me back closer to my roots um i still get to keep my traditional skills up yeah. and it gives people uh, a window into into the into my world that not only can I do this digitally or put 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 it together digitally, collage it digitally, but that I'm also, I mean, for lack of a better word, I'm I'm uh, I'm a real artist, you know. I, I I train traditionally, you know, and and it's I see so many people doing so many great great things on on um, you know a variety of platforms, and and uh, to your point, Don, I really like seeing their pencil roughs, their blue lines, oh, yeah. and, and all the other things. Every once in a while, I'll put up a um, like a thirty second. Uh, let's say I do something in Procreate uh, character in Procreate. I'll export that and I'll put that up so people can actually see how I put these characters together. Sometimes I'll even be using my own uh, finished pieces as a blue line, and then I'll just change the eyes and, and change the face and change change the uh, the energy or, or the uh, the expression. And, um, you know, so it's all fair game. It's all to be used, and just so long as in the end it looks, you know, like it wasn't done on a computer uh, and, and that it's it still has that kind of motivational house cat feel, I'm, I'm a happy man. Nice, nice. But I, but I, I love the fact that once again that there are artists out there who consistently put their blue lines and their sketches up there, especially on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. my yeah, favorite and, part. Uh, there, there's some people right now that are doing these uh, doing TikToks where it's all the blue line work, and it's just them going in and doing the ink ink work and the color. And those videos are fascinating to me to 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 be able to sit back and watch. Uh, you know, especially. Not being able to hand draw myself, put me on a computer. I'll I'll, I'll do cool things, <laughs> but I cannot draw by hand for whatever reason. So were, never. Were you that? mostly? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Were you mostly um uh like uh, uh when you were art directing? Were you type based primarily, or were you? Uh, so it was. Um, I worked for a company that put out a um, monthly or bi-monthly catalog, depending on what production was doing. Okay. Uh, so my job was to ensure that artists had their had their typeface in, their placement, files, everything. You know, um, I didn't get to do any of the fun stuff. I didn't get to do any of the layout. I didn't get to do, you know, any of the typefacing. My job was to go back and make sure that everybody had their stuff everybody had the uh you know using cork express uh you know, Quark, terrible yeah. customer, terrible customer service yes. but a yes. 
God, it just, you know, we we had we had people, you know, we had what three different people working on a single catalog, and you know, their files might be on their machine, they might be on the server, they might not be anywhere. Who knows? It was always a it was always a fun game of uh, okay, all right, now where's your stuff? Why isn't it? it was, uh, so, yeah, it was that's stressful. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder you mentioned that art director, uh, that crazed art director uh, feeling early on. Yeah, one of one of my designers uh, did not comprehend bleeds. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. And she she had a four year degree from a university. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, every someone is always graduating at the bottom of the class. So you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're a graphic designer, you should know about that stuff. Especially, you know, I learned a lot about it doing signage uh, for Sears and things like that, and promo material. But what really got me paying attention to it was when I put out my coloring book on a hundred pound press paper. Mm-hmm. It was a psychedelic coloring book. Um, here's here's what I was doing before motivational house cat. So this this was basically the introduction, the first or one of the first introductions to the angry bee. When I first created the bee, this this was the pose that I first worked up on a cocktail napkin. Yeah. And I brought that to the first I brought that to the first convention I did and someone said, "What is that?" I said, "Well, that's that's the that's the angry bee." Yeah. And he said, you have any comics? I said, not yet, but I'm working on strips with him. They said, well, here, let me, let me sign up for your, uh, for your uh, mailing list and, uh, and let me know when you've got comics out. So, you know, so this this is the first appearance really of, of the angry bee. Uh, Rook, this was the first angry bee that I drew. Uh, on a cocktail napkin, yeah. And, uh, of course, the lettering is not my hand lettering. I, I discovered a way how to do that after I was doing these strips. But, mm. you know, it would be like uh, – I'd have things like <laughs> – I'm sorry. He would he would be cutting onions. Oh, here we go. I have it up on my wall. This is one of the first uh, hand-drawn – just to show you that I do hand-draw a lot of this stuff. You can see the oh, whiteout and everything. Nice. So he's – He's cutting onions in another attempt to feel something. That's such a great statement. <laughs> I, I mean, he's, 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 I, I think so many, I mean, I have so many people at work saying, I'm the angry bee. No, I'm the angry bee. I'm the, I'm the angry bee. I mean, people, people at work actually take the time to read this stuff. And, and um, so uh, I handed out some bee buttons. Uh, on Friday to a couple of people who I know read the strip and they were like, Oh, awesome. Put it right on their backpacks and stuff. <laughs> but, um, I get, I get people, you know, cause I, I don't really, I'd rather use my lunch hour for drawing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm constantly drawing with my, with my iPad just right or, or coming up with strips and writing. So I really, you know, it's, it's like, how can I steal time away legitimately to do to keep to keep the the show going to keep the strip going, so I you know anytime I have a fifteen minute break at work, anytime I have an hour, I'm I'm like in it, and people people watch me draw, which is humbling. You know, it's 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 a good experience. They ask me questions about how did you how did you learn how to draw? I said, well, I was just one of those geeky kids who never stopped drawing. So of course you're either gonna you know find your way and and be good, or it's just not gonna work out, and you should maybe switch to guitar or tuba or I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, but which is still difficult, uh, but but it's something different, you know. But um, but yeah, it's 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 amazing, and I would do and I would do these esoteric strips too. Kind of like uh, like this one, um, nice. and it's just called B, and that is the dog that I was talking about earlier, uh, and right here, and and you can see the Harriman influences yeah. in, in the way that I shaded everything. But of course, it's you know he would never do a strip like this, you know. Yeah. Um, and then of course um, that watercolor book on a hundred pound paper. Oh, nice. 
Oh, you know, no. it's totally different in style. It's probably closer to one of my favorite graphic designers who uh, who basically was instrumental in putting the Beatles' Yellow Submarine together. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Heinz Edelman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Uh, totally not psychedelic. He didn't. He didn't smoke. He didn't. He didn't do anything except you know have a couple of pints. He, he liked to. He liked to just right. drink and all that. Was, it was just his style. It was just his style. Yeah. So you know, I created this book um, on a hundred pound paper, so it can take ink and and watercolors and everything, and it just goes on and on. I mean, A to Z. <laughs> you know, A, A to Z, and it doesn't stop. Uh, that the quail is one of my. One of my favorite pieces, um, and I do have a color version that I did of that as well. But it's um, again uh, with with the other work I did. I do funny things like this based on the old time strips yes. uh, that you can you can turn into a loop. Uh, so I did all these faces and and everything, and you just sort of cut the strips out, glue them together, and then, you know, put them right in there, slide right. it in, and then you've got this re rotating strip. That that was a lot of fun to do. I even got Leon, the professional, in there as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is some, cool. some other things are, are you know... Oh, from, wow, look at that. And that's taken from, uh, obviously, the, the coloring book, but this is how I colored it in. Uh, yeah. Watercolors, ink, uh, you know, paint, gesso, anything I could beg, borrow, or steal to put these together. Then I, you know, had a had one of my friends who has a large flatbed scan everything in and mm -hmm. just you know, and then and then I brought these out to to Mocha Fest uh, along with some T-shirts. So that was really cool. Um, there are. Other things like the fuzzy, the official fuzzy poet deluxe nice. poster. Man. You know, so it's, it's 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 primarily about motivational house cat, but I love having the ability to work in a variety of styles. Right. Yeah, now that's yeah. that's super important to me. Uh, talking about peanuts, I just have to find this old. I mean, this is going back at least twenty five years. But when I was doing graphic design work. I was putting together things for uh, for uh, for uh, the the Charles Schultz uh, uh, people and and uh, you know putting together all of these all these little oh yeah yeah you know, to be sold yeah. in J C Penney and 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 everything and right. it was it was great to be working with his art I got to tell you it, it was wild I mean I had carte blanche to pretty much do anything just so out. So they were they were pretty open to just any kind of work with it, yeah. They were like, just so long as it's in the spirit of of the characters and the strip, you can do pretty much anything, except create new strips. So everything had to be single right. graphics. So, yeah. but but it was it, again to have access to these digital files and be able to work with with his artwork uh, was amazing. That's really cool. That 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 must have been really really amazing. Yeah, that that had to be a really neat feeling. For such such a big property to be like, look, you you just get to have fun with it, you know, oh, just yeah. you know, and then their only request is respect respect the creation and respect the creation, respect the creator, respect the, respect the characters, and then you could literally do whatever you want. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was it, it was. I, I had a great designer behind me who I was working alongside. She she got me. I got her. So we were always in the mix together, doing this stuff together. You know, I would sketch things out before or comp things for her to have her take a look at before right. they ended up in the final final process. So it was definitely a collaboration. Um, nice. And she, she was a great lady. Uh, she's since out of the industry, and, and uh, as so many of us are. But, um, but yeah, these are, these are the books. Uh, oh, okay. And then volume two. Oh. There we go, volume yeah. two. Uh, and again, there will be a volume three. Best of COVID years. That's definitely going to be out <laughs> by, the end of, by the end of the year. Um, I'm really thrilled to be working with um, artwork that is more in line with the current style that I have, uh, as right. opposed to the, the initial first couple of strips, which had a thinner thinner line style. This is definitely all the shaded stuff, the watercolor 
watercolor work and, and all that. And, and so it should be a good time. But well, people can pick, pick up the first two and then this third volume and really see the evolution of how, how where it came from, where it's going. Uh, hey, I have one more one more thing I wanted to uh, sure. touch on real quick. Um, the the approved by by the fuzzy poet the, the comics code authority dig there. Yeah, well, everybody has to be approved by someone, and if it's going to be and and of course the comic uh, code authority is never going to uh, greenlight anything that that I do. I'm not I'm not on their radar. Uh, I don't think the subject matter is something that uh, or the Gonzo nature, the Hunter S. Thompson nature of of the strip is going to necessarily be something that they're going to get behind even though there's been such an evolution in terms of story arcs and stories and you know it's gotten very very you know um well it it, it it's writers have been touching people uh writing about real things uh you know and having you know the comic book it's not just about the john burns x-men anymore and it's you yeah. know it's 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 totally we're light years away from that we're talking about real things and people are bringing up very heavy cult subjects and important subjects to be talking about. But for me, again, other people do that better than I. So I, I stick to, I stick to the Hunter S crazy, you know, off the wall. I just, my, my thing with that, with that little, with that little logo, the approval uh, logo is just kind of, I, I appreciate the dig at the comics code authority <laughs> thing. Cause that, that, that whole thing was a farce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, I, I, I had a really good time making that logo. <laughs> I really did. I was like, you know what? It's gotta go on there. You gotta, oh, yeah. you gotta have a proper header. It has to, it has to, you know, look like it's been a, been a you know gotten the seal of approval and uh you know and i noticed that other other uh, artists uh they don't have it as as so close to the comics code uh you know little stamp yeah. but they have you know wonderful stickers there's uh there are so many people who have their logos that are just like you know sign painter quality to your point i mean they're beautifully beautiful colors beautiful shading um, and uh, I've also been watching a lot of pinstriping and hand lettering lately on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, that has been more and more have been popping up on my feed. So, Don, uh, if you haven't been on Instagram for a while, they're on there yeah. uh, and, and they're putting them up as reels now. <clears throat> uh, and they're they're amazing to watch. Absolutely, I've got a I got a buddy of mine that does uh, pinstriping on bicycles. Oh, cool! And man, I. I, I can just sit and watch and follow those lines all day long. I mean, just gorgeous, gorgeous work. Now, I have a steady hand, but I cannot do that kind of work. Yeah, it's no. amazing and to I don't, see. I don't know how they do it. Uh, I mean, I see them. They get in there. They are in their zone. They've got the stick that they're leaning on, and they're just, they've got this, like, beautiful sable brush, and they're just like, bam. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah I know. I'm like, I'm, like, thinking about how I paint miniatures, and I'm just like, okay, brush, brush, <laughs> yep. brush. And these guys are just like... One long, beautiful, perfect stroke. It's, it, it, yeah, pinstriping is amazing. It's, it's, uh, an, it's, 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 you know, when you get to see someone who's like black belt level at that, yeah. at that craft, it's, 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 it, 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 you can't help but be impressed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, where can everybody find you on the internet? Where can they find the strip so they can p check it out? Yeah, uh, good questions. Uh, uh, well, obviously, if you're on if you're on Facebook, um, you can go to uh, hold on a second. Let's start with Instagram. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you can always go to at fuzzy poet. Uh, and it's fuzzy underscore or uh, poet. Um, you'll definitely see uh, it'll say uh, say my name, Drew Gold. It'll say Gonzo Comics or Motivational Housecat Comics by Drew Gold. Uh, it'll even have the uh, a link to the Threadless shop on there as well. So anyone who wants some official swag can, you know, get some official swag there. Um, I'm on DeviantArt. Uh, so if you go to Motivational Housecat uh, or look Motivational Housecat up there, uh, DeviantArt has probably close to a thousand strips and counting. There's also MotivationalHousecat.com, which is the official website. Uh, in terms of Facebook, it would be facebook.com slash motivational house cat. Okay. Nice. 
there's also my personal art page, which has some of the fuzzy poet uh, paintings and things that I, that we were we were going over earlier. Yeah. That would be uh, DrewGold.com. So I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Uh, if you do a, if you do a Google search of me, um, I'll pop up. You can't cool. miss me. Pretty yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. it's it's um like I said, it's a labor of love. I've been doing comics my whole life and 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 books my whole life, but it, it was really never never for myself. It was never you know, and uh, it was never about. Well, th- if you think about it. 30 years ago, there wasn't really a way to reach out to people the way that we can reach out yeah. to people now and connect. And, and that's what that's, you know, people talk about the tend to focus on the negative side of social media as opposed to the positive side. Right. I'm yeah. here. To, I'm here to tell any any creative, anybody who has something to share, um, you know, uh, you can find an audience. Um, it's it's pretty easy. It does take time to to fine tune it and 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 get those followers if if that's your thing. If all you're interested is in followers, I'm kind of interested in more putting out something that's entertaining, uh, building it, and they will come. Kind of kind of the attitude because if if you're just doing this, if you're in the comic business for you know fame, fortune, uh, you know uh, y- you might be setting yourself up for a little disappointment but if you do something that you love and you're genuine and you put it out there obviously you end up talking to people like yourself so <laughs> you know that's that's a beautiful thing uh, nice. thank you thank you so okay. much for joining us today oh, we absolutely. really appreciate it uh we love talking to you we love yes. the strip uh thank everybody go check out those links you'll of course find them on our blog thank you all so much for today Really, I want to thank you too. yeah, want to thank you too for having me on board and and rescheduling. And uh, no you know, it goes goes without saying. Let's let's keep in touch. If you have more questions that you that you would like answered, you can always you know um, you've got my email. Just right. uh, shoot shoot out an email to me, and I'll be I'll be happy to get back to you again. Uh, and to anybody who's leaving comments or likes or shares. Uh, I will reach out to you and thank you. Uh, I enjoy vibing with my audience. And uh, again, this has been a pleasure. So thanks. Excellent. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, Have a great day. Enjoy the fourth and, uh, you know, stay safe. Uh, no Roman candle fights. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That I can guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, gentlemen. All take my care, best. Man. Thank you, man. Have a great day. Right. Thank you. You do the same. Talk right. soon. Right. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, so we use fake comic book covers for the Facebook page. I can't even talk. Facebook page and the Facebook group. Uh, If you would like to draw, we are always taking submissions. Uh, Sometimes I get really nervous. Um, A lot of people say they don't think they're good. We think you're good. A lot of people enjoy these. If you're any kind of musician, singer, performance artist, if you can put it on MP3, we'd be very happy to play it on our musical spotlight, which we have, except when we have a gas like today. Uh, we also have t-shirts. It's just to uh, pay for our hosting fees. If you listen to the show, you can wear the shirt. Rook? Everybody, check us out. Bunchdorks.com. Click on that Cyclops. You can always uh, follow us on the uh, Facebook page. And come hang out, talk. Until next time, read more comics. You can hear our most recent 20 episodes on iTunes. If you would like to hear our older episodes, you can find them on our blog. Just go to bunchofdorks.com and click Click on on the Cyclops. True Dimension can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, rate, leave a review, call a friend, or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.